Do any uh, Yankee swaps? Any what was? Yankee swaps, white elephants? No, I haven't done any. I've never heard it called a Yankee swap. Ah, shit. You <laughs> call it a. That's so funny. Is that only... East Coast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Yankee. I've definitely heard white elephant. It's the I've same definitely thing. I've that. A Yankee swap. Yeah. That sounds cool, though. That sounds, that sounds like some 20s New York shit. Hey, you yeah. want to come over for dinner? We're going to do a Yankee swap. Just come on over. Bring something nice. It'll be fun. I don't know it for sure. I I assume it's a Civil War reference. Like, I assume it has something. No, I'm dead serious. Like, no, I think you're it, right. I think it probably has to do with the idea of, like, carpetbaggers going to the South and, like, stealing shit. Um, that's what I think. But, yeah, do you do any, you know, gift exchanges? Secret Santas? No, I, I've been so not gift-givey. Um, I did come up with a fun thing for my boss, though. Mm-hmm. Um, because he is Jewish, and so I wanted to like do something kind of like fun. And he stress eats uh, snack food when he's nervous. Oh yeah. So I've decided for every day of Hanukkah, I'm gonna give him one bag of like a stress food. He right? That's so nice. Thank you. I'm really excited. I um I baked cookies this weekend at my friend's house. Like so many cookies. Oh my god. Mm. Um. So I brought him cookies to work today because he likes to have tea these days at Good. three. So I was like, "Here you go. These are your tea time cookies." And he was what kind of cookies thrilled. were they? I I brought him classics. I brought him chocolate chips, Snickerdoodle, and like a chocolate chocolate brownie fudge situation. Whoa. They're really good. Uh, sounds, it sounds like we it. We made damn good cookies, but no, I haven't done anything. But I was very excited about my like little Hanukkah idea for my boss. That's great. Like, that's cute, right? No, that's 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 beyond cute. That's smart. That's a, Thank that's you. A, that's a good. Uh, that's a good gift. Thank you. Yeah. What about you? Have you had to do any like work work party yes, exchanges? Yes. So I had a I had a work exchange. Uh, we did a Secret Santa, but there's five of us, so the secret. <laughs> The secret did not last long. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I I don't know my coworkers that well, uh, which is sad and whatever. Um, but I know that she likes to camp, so I went to REI. Um, which, have you ever been there? That's a cool yeah. store. I don't know shit about camping, but that's a cool store. Yeah. Everything there is, like, all gadgety and, like, has, like, extra padding i don't know it's just cool um and so i got her a um a little like glow stick thing but it's like an led glow stick and some fire starters um and then she's a vegan and there's a kind of candy she really likes so i got her that vegan candy dude i think you did well feeling like you don't know someone that well that's it was fine but so then, nice. okay so, but so then but we, we already did the swap right so before right, right. the swap, I was like, so how are we wrapping? Like, do I need to buy paper? Like, what's the deal? And someone was like, oh, no, no, I'm just going to put mine in a Best Market bag. Best Market is like a grocery store that's right by my work. So it's like, cool, I'll just put mine in a Best Market bag. Like, that's easy. Yeah. And I, I said that out loud, which was the mistake. Because the next day when was when our Yankee swap happened or our, our Secret Santa happened, I had mine in a Best Market bag and no one else's was in a Best Market bag. So everyone knew which one was my gift? Ock. Yeah. Ock. Yeah, I. But that understood. sounds like you nailed it. I. Th- I mean, I. I thought I did okay. I got a um, 
uh, what's it called? A cast iron skillet. Dude. Which is dope. You you guys got each other, like, like whenever I think about a white elephant gift or secret Santa, I always think it's, like, some dumb, like, tchotchke thing. You know, yeah. like, everyone gives someone, like, a dumb ornament or, like, no, everyone... a candle. But you guys got... Good sh- Like, a everyone cast iron did- skillet's nice. Yeah, no, it's really nice. It's, like, gonna be a lot of work, because I had a cast iron skillet, and I kind of screwed it up. Yeah. Um, like, it's a lot of, it's a big responsibility. It's kind of like having a pet, but, um... Dude, I got, I bought stainless steel pots and pans when I moved, and, like, I understand, because I immediately felt like I couldn't take care of them. So... Like, immediately. I, I don't know if you've ever, like, I've never, but I don't know if you've ever seasoned a cast iron skillet... But it's a whole thing. Like, Elton Brown's website says it's going to take me, like, a month. So, but, but the deal is just, just like, the oils kind of want to remain in there. So, it's kind of like, do you have to do stuff before you cook with it? Yeah. Like, you so, have to, like, oil it or something? So the, I'll tell you. So, the first tell thing you have to do it. is you put a bunch of salt at the bottom and you, like, scrub okay. for a little bit. Because I guess, like, the, the material is very porous. And by, like, doing that, you kind of, like, smooth it out a little bit and get rid of some of the nooks and crannies that crap can get into and then get stuck and then you put a coating of oil on it and you flip it upside down and bake it at a really high temperature for an hour and you repeat that process like several times before you even start cooking and then for the first like while when you're cooking you do that process after every time you use it um it's a a whole thing and you know i'm not ready for that kind of commitment no, that's intense. Um, I <laughs> this is so dumb of me, but like, why doesn't it? Why doesn't it come like d- having done that? So great question. There are pre-seasoned pans, but you still do this process to them. So all right. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's cool. I realize like you kind of only have like one cast iron skillet. You yeah, know, and you then like that's like, your thing. Get a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who knows? You also, like, don't clean it, which I'm not sure I love, but, um, No. Well, and that's the thing. So, we're, we're big into popcorn at the Toby household. Mm. Um, so my brother and I both have the, like, nice stainless steel Whirly Pops, and, uh, you don't have to wash those because you, you're supposed to season it. I'm sorry. Take two steps back. Nice stainless steel Whirly Pop is not something I, in my vocabulary... Do you know what a whirly pop is? I don't. I don't. Okay, so we didn't. I didn't grow up with a microwave. Not in like a weird way. We just you like, didn't have one. We moved and we just never bought one, and it was sure. fine. But my dad just always made popcorn like the old school way, like with oil in a in a pot. And so whirly pop is just a giant pot for your popcorn, and there's a little spinner thing on the end, mm-hmm. and and you churn it, and then it it rotates the kernels for you. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty rad. But it's the same thing. Like, I mean, if you use a certain amount, you're supposed to wash it or something. But it's a similar thing. Like, you don't want to wash it a lot, which is kind of gross. Because, mm, yeah. like, oil builds up and shit. But you're just supposed to kind of gently wipe it. Like a wok. Oh. Gotta, you know, season a wok as well. I guess I guess you could. I guess you did. Damn, you do. I, I guess you do. It's funny, I've been wanting a cast iron skillet because I've been more into, like, wanting to cook things and, like, try things lately. Right. And now that I know, I don't know if I'm ready for the commitment of a cast iron skillet yet. It's a huge commitment. But it was a nice gift, and that's... That's uh, a great gift, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially, it was from someone who didn't know me. It was a good gift. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
This week, we watched a documentary, as we do every week. Shaka. Yeah. Uh, the, this week, we watched a, An Honest Liar. It's our second documentary with the word honest in it. Um, both, both picked by you. Both picked by me. Not a ton of overlap, I would say. This one no, is very this, different. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> it was just, just a little more no, adamant just like, than I was ready for. So different. <laughs> uh, this is about um, the amazing Randy, who is a professional magician, uh, elderly man, and uh, also um, a skeptic. I guess is what you'd say. Uh, he kind of just his whole thing is going around and debunking. Um, psychics and maybe not debunking maybe that's the wrong word but like uh, disproving charlatans sure that, those are the words I want I think debunking here works because one of the Mythbusters guys um, was Adam interviewed in, yeah I just I call him beret and redhead but uh <laughs> actually yeah yeah it's Jamie Bre- Heineken Heineken yep Heineken and Wal- walrus and the other one um <laughs> this was the but, other one. This is the other one. But yeah, he uh yeah, he dis he disproves people saying that they can uh do certain things and his goal is to kind of keep people from spending their money, putting their faith into things that just just plain aren't real. Right. Um and it's I guess the reason why and is we can jump right into the documentary off of this. Like the, the reason I wanted to differentiate that like he's not really exactly debunking because i feel like there's a negative connotation to that where it's kind of like um uh, as our friend john o'grady would say pissing on your friend's spaghetti um and i (laughs) I, and i don't think that's what he's doing i think he's um he's looking for the greater good he's working for the greater good and uh trying to disprove things that are harmful to people like you were saying yeah, no, I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, he was well, a fascinating. That's the documentary. Have and a that's good, it. Have a good night. Uh, talk to you later. Um, no. no, he's. I mean, just in terms of a, a solid documentary, this was uh, super well done. Very, very clear. He's a wonderful character. Like yeah. he's a fascinating. I loved. I loved him right off the bat. Like five minutes of listening to him talk, and I was super hooked. Um, he's if very you, if confident. You if you haven't what? watched the documentary, he literally looks like Rumpelstiltskin. Dude, he does. That mm-hmm. is exactly what he looks like. Um, he pulls those pants right on up, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to worry. He, he is, he's not free in the nipple. He hides it right behind the belt. No. <laughs> Dude, it's true, though. But then I was like, that's what it must like be like to be like a short person with long legs. <laughs> does he? Because I'm, I'm five four with short legs, so my pants look the opposite of that. He but does. He does I sort wonder. of. He kind of looks and walks like um, a toddler on stilts. Yeah. Um, like, with a beard. Just, it's just interesting. And like, look at he's been doing escapes his whole life. He's been in canisters. He's been in straitjackets. Like, I'm right. sure there's some. There's a fair amount of scoliosis and back oh. injury. Oh in yeah. There. Well and. That's basically how he makes the transition, right? It's so like he yeah. starts off as a sort of he starts off as a as a magician as an escape artist, and during a rehearsal of the uh, milk jug milk 
That's what's called Milk Jug Escape. Basically, there's a big metal canister filled with water. Uh, he, like, breaks his back, essentially. Um, yeah. I almost died when that happened. Like, I, <laughs> I'm, like, squirming about it right now, like, thinking back to it. Like, in rewatching, I had to fast-forward that part because it made me want to die. That's funny. I fast I had to fast-forward through the opening credits. Um, <laughs> I, I've never been able to watch people get out of straitjackets. It really, really... That's fine rubs for me. me the wrong way. That's so funny. No, when he like, cause they, he explains like what it feels like to have like your vertebra crack, and I was like, I'm out. Nope, don't <laughs> like, need that in my life. I don't, I don't want to know. But um, ever the trooper, he shows up yeah. like a couple hours later on a hospital gurney, and he's like, Hey, sorry, I'm not performing this trick, but I uh, broke my back. Um, yeah. Okay, so but basically he gets injured. Um, and is kind of looking for, and he, he kind of moves into this debunking lifestyle. I'm going to use that word, just know I don't mean it in a negative way, um, as his thing. And it becomes his like life's passion uh, and mission is to spread truth slash destroy untruths. No, I think that would be accurate. Um yeah, I mean, we can, like, dive right on into... Yeah, where, was there the... any... So, so the way the documentary is, is kind of split up into... Similar to uh, Dishonesty, The Truth About Lying, uh, it's kind of split up into little segments. Uh, with this one, actually, there's, like, a, its own uh, titles, which, total side note, I hate that in documentaries, where there are, like, subtitles on, uh, like, little segments like that, but whatever. Um, I actually like it. I feel like it's really yeah. clear. It's like, this is what we're talking about now. And I'm like, okay, good. Deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It just good. It always, Tell me about it. Feels it feels kind of condescending. It's like, just have a flow. In any case, um, was there any that jumped out to you as like interesting or problematic or anything? So I was I was really into the Yuri Geller situation. Mm-hmm. Um, who also th- Israeli, similar to in Dishonesty, the Truth About Lying. Continue. Oh my god! Um, did we settle on what the hell this guy's calling himself? A psycho, <laughs> no, psycho, he's not a psycho, telekinetic, psycho. Um, he's he, a yeah. He, he well, he, I don't know what he, he calls himself. I guess, but he claims to have telekinetic powers including most famously the ability to bend spoons with his mind yes um, this and, is pre uh, matrix so it was unique yeah and so he was kind of touring like talk shows and various tv shows doing his little tricks and saying he can bend spoons and that he can read minds yada 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 bend and keys so, is a big one huh Bend keys, fix watches. Bend keys. Oh, yeah, fix watch. That was so weird. Those people are like, oh, my God, your watch is working. His there's watch that... hasn't worked, and now it's working. There's this. Like, there's a moment where the, the host the host takes um, someone's grandmother's watch, and she goes, oh, is that like a miracle? And I'm like, go die. <laughs> yeah, right, no, but, yeah. I did too. The watch thing was bullshit. But anyway, so Yuri oh, Geller's... The... The spoon bending, that you believe. No, it was all bullshit. But, like, the watch thing, I was like, you're really upselling this this crap. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Yuri Geller's going around saying he's, like, legit and can have all these positive impacts on stuff. They're going to study him at Stanford. They want to do all these experiments on him. Or maybe not at Stanford, but they want to study him. And so 
our good buddy, the amazing Randy, um, kind of helps disprove what he's doing, and he he does the same exact tricks, but saying that it's an illusion, saying it's a trick. Right. Um, which is cool. And Yuri Geller still maintained that he's the real deal and that the amazing Randy is a magician. Um, but yeah. But, but so, like, the, the, the interesting thing for me about this story and, like, the point where, like, the discussion happens, I think, is that... So, uh, Yuri Geller goes on Carson... And the Amazing Randy disproves, and, and on several shows, the Amazing Randy disproves Yuri Geller. And it doesn't matter. People yeah. still believe that Yuri Geller is the real deal. Um, the biggest one for me that like jumps out and is like fucking alarm bells go off in my head every time I watch it is when someone says to him, you know, he's like, he, he, he bends a key just like Yuri Geller did. And someone says to him, yeah, but you're a magician and you're doing tricks, Yuri Geller is the real deal. And it's like they can't understand. No, they're both doing the same trick. There isn't... Yeah. There's not a, a difference in what's actually being... Ha- like. No, people want to kind of maintain the idea of like mysticism and be, I don't know, enthralled that there's something out there that, I don't know. Special, yeah, I, unique, godly, I don't know. I guess and I, I Pick they, a word. Kind, they kind of say it in the documentary. It's the idea that like you know, we all think of ourselves as being like the most intelligent. Yeah. And we're if nothing else, we're always thinking that we're the most intelligent we've ever been. Um and we're always getting smarter. So when you see something that you that you, when you see something you think you know what it is right away. And when anyone tries to disprove you, you just fall back on your own intelligence in quotes um, to like to, to, to you just trust yourself too much. That's what it yeah. is. Well, you don't want to be wrong. The The reason that you would believe in something is because you think it's right. And it's like mm. it's very hard for the ego to to admit they're wrong. And this ties into like what's going on currently with fake news. Like it's the yeah. same idea. You know what I mean? It's like you can read something absurd but you might still believe it's real because you read it and you've decided it makes sense. Right. Um, well, and it's really the moment, even, it doesn't matter where it comes from, the moment you've decided that it is real, it's real to you. Um, right. And and nothing can, and it's interesting because no matter how hard the Amazing Randy tried to disprove these things, it just, it almost made Yuri Geller stronger, which at the end, he's so fucking smarmy. Smarmy? Oh. And he, he was. And, I hated that he was actually in the documentary. Yuri Geller. It was gross. I didn't like it. I I guess. I mean, I, I think it was right to like give him the opportunity to speak. You know. Um, no, like I guess, in, like integrity wise, it was fine. But like, but he's he just, like, he's just oh, gro- he's, his teeth are like really white and like really straight. He's such a weasel. And he says yeah. like the moment that like makes my blood boil uh, is he goes, like. Listen, I'm not mad at the amazing Randy. We both do our thing. He pretends to bend spoons, and I really do it with my mind. And it's like, what the... Get the... Get out of my documentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it's frustrating rooting for the amazing Randy, sort of, because he can't win with these people. And I mean, no. These people is the wrong thing to say, I know. but No, all these people. I know you mean, I mean, there's, there's one point, because they show a lot of old footage, which is 
really cool. I I love looking at like old Tot show footage and mm-hmm. like seeing like OG Barbara Walters twice in this mm-hmm. made my friggin' day. <laughs> um but he was on disproving a lot of stuff and they show him on that one talk show and he was like getting his ass handed to him yeah. not only by the audience but by the host. That was crazy. He the host like storms off like how yeah. like but I th- it goes back to what you're saying, right? It's like we are we're all so ego driven that once we know a thing, we can't allow our ego to be hurt in that way and be disproven. Yeah. But isn't it interesting to look at like I guess the energy or even just like anger difference. Like he's very content and confident in the fact that he knows how these tricks, these illusions are being done. Right. He's very calm and confident. Like he's there to, to tell you and inform you, but it really doesn't make a fucking difference in his day. So like he's pretty calmly to me, like explaining his point, and the audience is just outraged. Like, right. how can you say that? Like you have to believe in the paranormal and then you'll see it. And, like, they're all angry about it. And it's like, if you believe in it, like, why don't you just believe in it, though? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the other thing, too, though, is, like, I guess because a lot of, maybe not so much with Yuri Geller, but you look at uh, Peter Popoff, for example, uh, who was a televangelist in the 80s, kind of faith healer. A lot of people have, like, their literal lives at stake in believing this thing. Sure. Peter Popoff, who, in my mind, is, like, ten times worse than Yuri Geller, Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, would go around doing these uh, faith healing, like, mega shows where, like, thousands of people would show up and he would, you know, speak to God, again in quotes, um, and know people's names, know personal details about people in the audience that he couldn't possibly know unless he was speaking to God. Uh, and he would heal people right then and there, whatever their ailments were. Um, except for, of course, it was a trick it was uh, you know just as much as magic trick as you know pick a card um except for real people thought that they were healed now so they stopped taking meds and they like you know put themselves at risk uh yeah i mean him him interfering with that to me was like actually really cool um and quite the statement just because it's like that is where people are getting negative negatively affected by people lying and claiming they can do something they they cannot because like you said like people are throwing away meds they probably like actually need and oh, people no, they are definitely taking, need. yeah taking time off work to be there costs money right Being, getting in costs money you're asked to donate while you're there i mean it costs you a lot and like there's something about having faith that i think for some people is so important and that's cool but like you're stealing their faith a little bit too right when you do something like that so for him to interfere with that i think was was rad um although you know what's interesting there too so yuri geller he exposes him and yuri geller you know continues on stronger than ever peter popoff he exposes him puts him into bankruptcy and peter popoff comes back stronger than ever just doing a different scam um, and it's like it doesn't matter you you can you can stamp down uh, fake psychics over here but you know fake mentalists are gonna pop up over here and like you know he's fighting a losing battle in some ways sure um, um, which is interesting it's if it's a yeah. it kind of feels like a David and Goliath story the whole thing yeah I just I like that at the end of the day like he feels very strongly about what he does and he does it 
well and i think his intentions are really good yeah um but it's true but i think the peter popoff thing so we should talk about how he exposed him because it's yeah. so fucking simple and um, fun yes yeah, so he and his guys would go to these faith healing sessions and observe them and peter popoff came near one of the guys and he noticed a hearing aid essentially in his ear so then they realized, okay, cool. So he's being communicated with by somebody somewhere on some frequency. So they hire some, like, some private eye dude. He comes mm-hmm. in with his, his gear and he says, he's like, you know, I'm going to try and find this frequency that they're broadcasting on, but there's only, like, a 25% chance. Dude finds it, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, as the session is starting, because the first thing you hear is, PD, can you hear me? If you can't, you're in trouble. Uh, turns also, out it's his wife. God. I know. It was yeah. so gross. Wasn't it gross? It was gross. It was gross. Um, <laughs> but so then what What I love is he doesn't, like, he, obviously he doesn't keep the information to himself, but he also doesn't, like, warn Popoff. He just shows up on Carson and releases the information. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, maybe underhanded you could argue but it's also like the smart move um to to simply put it out there i think was was pretty bold but then it's not like it's not meddled with it's not it's just here's the facts you know what i mean um okay so yeah it was bold i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah there, this if you if you want to watch the documentary, I think you should for the for what we're about to talk about. This documentary was very good, okay. And then all of a sudden, there is a genuinely shocking twist, uh, which moves this documentary in my mind from like a good documentary to a must see documentary. If you haven't I watched, agree. if you haven't watched it yet, uh, you should I mean, shut off the podcast. Agreed. Um, because uh, we're gonna talk about it. Okay. So I just, before you go in, the thing that I think is cool is he, he says in the very beginning, everyone can be deceived. Mm-hmm. Everyone, no matter how smart you are, no matter how much you think you're the master of deception, you are also deceived. It is a fact. Yeah. Go on, Jason. So. <laughs> Tell him, um, Jason. Tell him. <laughs> make a plan. <laughs> so slight backstory. Um, uh. Uh, the Amazing Randy is gay um, Openly gay For not that long actually um, But in a relationship with A much younger man Named uh, Jose Alvarez uh, Who uh, We were talking about earlier Is they're just like the cutest couple um, They are though they, Jose Alvarez is a Is a immigrant from Mexico I want to say Venezuela uh, Venezuela uh, Yeah Oh, from Venezuela. You know, it shows how much I know. Um, That's fine. And they met in the 80s. Also, though, their their meeting story is adorable. They were just, like, in the library. Uh, and, like, they found a mutual love of space and space Hi. exploration. Um, and he worked with um, uh, The Amazing Randy on a project in Australia uh, where they... Um, tried to expose what were they what is that called um like mystics that's not the word i want i guess it, it was the idea that like an uh, some spiritual being like lives in people right like um, there was a big thing where 
people were saying they had all this wisdom and knowledge. So they staged it together. Right. So they staged it, and Jose Alvarez pretended to be um, this guy named Carlos, uh, and people fell for it. And the point was, like, this is easy to fake, and these people are faking. Um, okay. Flash forward 25 years. In the they've been together 25 years. They've been together for 25 years. Um, and we're watching this documentary. We're having a great time. Suddenly, Jose is out of the picture because INS shows up at the at the door and arrests him for identity theft because he isn't Jose Alvarez. His name is David, and he stole the identity of Jose Alvarez 25 years ago. Um, Bam. Yeah. Take it in. Take it right on in. Drink um, it up. It, that was... I was really interested in his reaction to that situation. Okay, here's the thing, though. Because I think you're missing maybe... Because you, what you're saying, you think that he didn't know. I'm not... I'm not saying that I didn't think he didn't know. But I thought it was interesting that he could justify what he did. Because I'm pretty sure he did know. You think he knew the whole time? Yeah. That'd be crazy. I cuz I think he helped him. I think he was an accomplice to it. But in any case, you're right. Like he at some point he learns. Yeah. Um Yeah. And there there's a moment in the documentary which for me is just like so fucking meta and cool where he's he's talking to the documentarian and he's like, "Listen, I, you want to get me to say that I always knew that his name wasn't Jose Alvarez? Like you're like I'm I, I you I'll say like you can't put that on camera. Like you can't put that in the documentary. And there's something so fucking weird about watching something about lying and about deception and hearing the documentarian say, "Yeah, I'll delete this footage." And watching yeah. that footage um Made me a little uncomfortable, but in a way that I enjoyed. Yeah, that was, I, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think, like, of all the documentaries we've watched so far, that's my favorite moment of any of them. Um, yeah. Where the fact that it's a documentary is, I think it actively heightened the story. Um, Agreed. Well, and very early on in the, in the documentary, he calls out documentaries. Yeah. Right? And he's like, people will watch a documentary and they think that everything they learn in it is fact. And then they go on believing that that's a real thing just because they saw it in a documentary. And I was exactly. like, oh, shit. I feel on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I felt so awful about myself for like three seconds because I was like, maybe I'm part of the problem. But I'm just curious and it's fine. Um, but it is. No, but yeah, that's a really great meta. point. Yeah. And it's like base I mean it's super smart editing but basically it's this documentary just like showing like you know you can't believe anything like people lie to your face. Yeah. So so now you have to wonder like you have to wonder all sorts of things. Did he know that that his boyfriend was um illegal? Illegal. Yeah, and had stolen someone's identity. Did he know that the documentarian was going to record that section? Did he know it was going to show up in the documentary? Like, right. Well, how about the fact? How about the fact? Two things. We have Jose Alvarez, who impersonates and creates a persona named Carlos. 
Yep. Okay, together. Mm-hmm. And then we have Jose Alvarez on that On talk To Tell show. the Truth, yeah. To- Okay, and he's the real Jose Alvarez on this show, and he's like, "Oh, that's me," and I'm like, "That's not you." Right. <laughs> like, so you're in, you're lying too, which again, is so trippy. In the, in the '80s, he was on like this. Always seems to happen. Uh, you haven't seen um, Catch Me If You Can, have you? No. Catch Me If You Can is about this guy who's an imposter. He was also on to tell the truth. Um, oh, that's so trippy. Yeah. So I Jose Alvarez was on to tell the truth. Uh, as a, you know, I once impersonated a 3,000-year-old deity or whatever. Um, but you're right. It's like, no, you're not Jose Alvarez. You, it was very you're lying still. Yeah. You're it, lying. It, and, it, it was an- and because the thing is, only one person here has sworn to tell the truth. And it's interesting. Ugh, I didn't even, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, that's what tripped me out. Because I was like, it felt like an inception moment. I was like, you were like faking an identity to fake an identity and then faking an identity well and here's (laughs) like this is a documentary where it's it's like the amazing randy on his own is interesting enough to carry uh you know an hour hour and a half documentary it would have been a fun artsy piece right and you know he's we did we definitely didn't touch on everything in, in this podcast there's a there's a lot that is in the documentary there's a lot that isn't in the documentary he's got an interesting life he's done a lot of interesting things but this twist is what elevates this documentary beyond just fun biography of cool guy. Um, I read I read a review someone wrote where they said like this documentary has way more layers than you'd ever expect or something like that or you know like however they said it and it's like yeah, yeah. you you it 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 got me it it fooled me. No, it's true, because when you watch it again, you look for certain indication. I mean, it's like watching a psychological thriller almost. It's like, then you go back looking. That's why that quote struck me so much when he was like, everyone can be deceived. It doesn't matter how smart you are. Um, and and I so, thought that was just crazy. So Mythbusters guy, um, uh, Adam Savage, I don't know why I claimed like I didn't know his name, uh, towards the beginning says, uh, he kind of hints at it, right? He says, uh, the amazing Randy... Uh, you know, lived a whole life of... It's interesting that he lived a whole life of deception. And then they go into talking about the Amazing Randy being gay. Um, and so what you th- what you think he's talking about, or maybe what he is talking about, I'm not sure, is the fact that the Amazing Randy was closeted for, you know, a majority of his life. Um, and you think that's the deception they're talking about. But it, it could be that he's they're talking about this deception where he's a fucking criminal yeah no it's it's cool and for someone who whether he knew or not i liked that um it showed a flaw in him a little bit and i liked that like he was madly in love with with this guy and he was justifying why it was okay he was like well he was gonna get killed in venezuela like he was a gay man and wherever like they were gonna kill him this was a better life like which is fine i'm not shitting on that at all but he will justify it so that this this deception is maybe more okay right with with less consequences to like a lot of people obviously but um his his line for when it's okay is just interesting because love 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 will conquers blind all. you mm. love conquers all and love it blinds blind you. you wow that's that's so real <laughs> Yeah, um, that, this ooh, was a good this one, is, though. This is one thing he can't escape. 
No? Okay. I thought. Wait, what? I was like, this oh, is one sw- situation he can't escape, you know? Oh. You know? Oh, yeah. No, that was good. an escape artist. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll edit that out. No, I'll, leave that. It was I'll, great. No, I'll make myself sound smarter. No, that's, um, that's how I feel every day. So it's fine. <laughs> I thought there was more. Uh, it was great. There's never more. Um, if you are still listening and haven't seen the documentary, it's still worth watching. Uh, it didn't... In the same, you know, when you watch something where you know the ending, it's still worthwhile. Um, but uh, this is a this is a sleeper for a really great documentary. Um, Agreed. Yeah, f- I would put like this, this in one... my top. I put this in my top ten. Easy. Yeah, and and I think it's one that a lot of people would miss. So I recommend it. Highly wreck. Hell yeah. Um, what do you got next week? Another one for the top ten. What do you got? Another, I'm hoping. I haven't watched uh, yet. We're doing uh, Fanny's Last Supper. And that's F-A-N-N-I-E apostrophe S. Mm, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Ooh, nice. Damn, Thank we're you. on it. Uh, it's, it's only 55 minutes, so it's a shorty. But um, No excuses. No, it's going to be cool. It's, uh, it's, it has four and a half stars. Um, and it's a team of chefs that are coming together to recreate an 1896 12-course <laughs> meal I love that. from American cookbook pioneer Fanny Farmer. Um, and I believe this is a Boston, located in Boston situation. Um, but it should be it. cool looking at ingredients, what dinner was like. We, uh, haven't, we haven't done any foodies. cooking documentaries, and there's a ton of cooking documentaries. It's what I watch all the time right now. So I'm excited for this one. I think it should be fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so that's that. what I got. You got a you got an amazing Randy quote that's uh Yeah, yeah but first let me uh let me throw out plug all the all facts. the good things. Let me plug yeah, all the good things. things. Uh listen to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on um other podcasting apps if we're there, just search it. Uh, we're on Twitter at postdoc podcast. We're on Facebook now, facebook.com slash postdoc podcast. Best place to follow us is on Tumblr, postdocpodcast.tumblr.com. Emily has a Twitter. It's at emtoby. I have a Twitter. It's at jccasman. And if you liked our theme song, that person is a. Well, that song was not made by us. Uh, it was made by our friend Jonathan O'Grady. And he has a Twitter at Jonathan with an it's an o like jonathan you know like you do a long john uh jonathan o'grady o-g-r-a-d-y um and he would love your would love your retweets uh do you have an amazing randy quote he said a lot of interesting things uh in the words of the amazing randy those who believe without reason cannot be convinced by documentaries that almost makes sense. I think so. Nice. Cool. I'll take it. Do, is, are you still recording? <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to hit stop now. <laughs>